Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 5,000. Enjoy. Happy Thursday, and it's been a very happy day for many of us that have stood by and watched the Supreme Court make decisions on the Affordable Care Act, have stood by and watched and listened and yawned and rolled our eyes as so many times Republicans have tried to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. Uh, But today, the Supreme Court has made a decision, and many people believe, including the president, it's a final decision. Like the president says, this is here to stay. This is President Obama from the Rose Garden at the White House earlier. As we've worked to implement the Affordable Care Act, there have been successes and setbacks. The setbacks uh, I remember clearly. Uh, But as the dust has settled, there can be no doubt that this law is working. It has changed and, in some cases, saved American lives. It set this country on a smarter, stronger course. And today, after more than 50 votes in Congress to repeal or weaken this law, after a presidential election based in part on preserving or repealing this law, after multiple challenges to this law before the Supreme Court, the Affordable Care Act is here to stay. This morning, the court upheld a critical part of this law, the part that's made it easier for Americans to afford health insurance regardless of where you live. If the partisan challenge to this law had succeeded, millions of Americans would have had thousands of dollars worth of tax credits taken from them. For many, insurance would have become unaffordable again. Many would have become uninsured again. Ultimately, everyone's premiums could have gone up America would have gone backwards. And that's not what we do. That's not what America does. We move forward. So today is a victory for hardworking Americans all across this country whose lives will continue to become more secure in a changing economy because of this law. You know something? I was very surprised by this decision today, and I was very surprised that it was six to three. And the reason is, one, I'm pessimistic in nature. Two, as I've mentioned before, I trust people like Bob Ney, who made a prediction and told what the people in D.C. were saying. Politicians on the left and the right. There are many attorneys and even legal analysts and scholars who did not feel that a majority of this court would find uh, this uh, specific component of the legislation constitutional. Uh, But, in fact, they did. The decision is 6-3, 
And Obamacare is not only surviving, but like the president said, it is here to say. Stay. The Supreme Court saved uh, the health care law. Very controversial legislation. But then again, so was Medicare. So was Social Security. And people say this will be the president's legacy. This will define his administration and will do so for generations to come in the future. Now, the ruling held, so that you don't get confused because there's been so many legal challenges, some made the Supreme Court, some have not, but the ruling holds that the Affordable Care Act authorized federal tax credits for eligible Americans living not only in states with their own exchanges, but also in the 34 states with federal marketplaces. So, for example, if you live in a red state and your state does not have its own exchange, okay? And, um, you know, you, you want to go online and you want to get health care because you can't get Medicaid expansion in your state, uh, and you want to get health care through the Affordable Care Act, you can, and not only that, you can use the federal tax credits, which will largely reduce your monthly amount that you pay and perhaps even uh, the deductible. And because of that, you will actually have more options and more plans uh, to choose from Uh, because there are so many plans, especially depending on your state. And then for those of you in states, like the state I'm in, California, that have their own exchange, well, your price is not going to change that you're paying now because without those subsidies, there are people out there that could not afford it, okay? Because the the federal government gives you the subsidies. That's what really the key to uh, making it affordable, the Affordable Care Act is, because the insurance companies don't give a damn. They're not going to make it affordable for you. That's what the president, the Democrats, and the Affordable Care Act and the legislation does. Um, This would have been a major political showdown. As we heard Bob Ney say at the end of last hour, live from our nation's capital, the talk radio news service, a former congressman, a former Republican congressman, um, he said John Boehner and others, if he passed by their office, they were celebrating, even though they will tweet, we need to repeal and replace. And when the cameras are rolling and the mics are in their face, they're saying one thing behind closed doors, they're doing another because they really didn't want this mess on their hands, John Boehner especially. Um, This would have actually been very difficult for states, uh, too, even more so, because it would have been a mad scramble in the states, and they would have needed to act so fast, because they would have literally minutes, if you will, days, to prevent millions of people from losing health care coverage altogether. And by the way, the states probably didn't, have the money to make the change and certainly uh, didn't have the power to have insurance company lower any rates. Uh, We heard the president talking from the White House. We played that audio earlier about the Affordable Care Act being here uh, to stay. There was some dramatic stuff at times with this and not only going to the court, but in a moment of high drama, Chief Justice John Roberts sent a bolt of tension through the court. He soberly announced that he would issue the majority opinion in the case. Now, about two-thirds of the way through his reading, it became clear that he, again, would be responsible for rescuing Obamacare. But it's a 6-3 decision, so not him alone. Anyway, he said, quote, Congress passed the Affordable Care Act to improve health insurance markets, not to destroy them. If at all possible, we must interpret the act in a way that is consistent with the former and avoids the latter. Okay. He was also joined by Justice Anthony Kennedy, and that is the one who is often the swing vote. So really, we can say it came down to Kennedy and Roberts, right? 
and um, the four liberal justices, of course. Justin Antonin Scalia wrote the dissent, big surprise, joined by Justices Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. And when he finished, Roberts announced that Scalia would read the dissent. Quote, indeed, um, he, he said, he had a lot of laughter in the courtroom if you had watched it earlier. Um, and uh, we knew that there was going to be a stinging repudiation uh, unhurled. Now, he was right next to... Um, right next to uh, the chief justice reading, you know, the the majority. And then he proceeded to eviscerate the reasoning of that majority from his fellow Supreme Court members. He had a string of unflattering descriptions about the ruling. He called it wonderfully convenient. He complained about interpretive jiggery-pokery. Any of you had to look that one up? And he argued it was not the court's job to make up for the sloppy drafting of the law by Congress. By the way, the Supreme Court really can't make a decision on whether something is sloppily drafted or not. Now, Roberts heard the dissent throughout without giving any visible reaction. But when Scalia quipped that the law should be called Supreme Court of the United States Care or SCOTUS Care, that caused Chief Justice to chuckle and sending laughter throughout the public gallery. It's almost like if they laugh, everyone else can. Now, challengers to the law argue that the federal government should not be allowed to continue doling out subsidies to individuals who are living in states without their own health insurance exchanges. And a ruling in their favor would have cut off subsidies to 6.4 million Americans, as the president said, and as others have said on my show and other programs throughout the day. Um, And obviously that would be the way it would go, absent a congressional fix or state action. And this ruling for the president, this is a huge victory. Um, You know, I mean, basically it came down to words, four words, okay? Four words in the Affordable Care Act could have thrown his signature achievement into utter chaos. Steve Vladek is a CNN contributor. He's also a law professor at American University. And he said, quote, By focusing on the text and structure of the statute as opposed to the IRS's interpretation of the statute, today's decision means that the next president, which we heard from Ian Milheiser last hour, it's not, it's not just the ruling, but the way they ruled and the way they wrote their decision. Uh, the decision today means that the next president can't just undo the federal exchanges. So for people online, like Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, and others who feel if they become president or that's the first thing they're going to undo, not so easy. It's going to take an act of Congress and a president willing to sign it to thwart the heart of Obamacare. Now, obviously, we have majority Republican Congress uh, with both chambers, House and Senate, and a Republican president. That could be done, and it might be one of the first things they do do, if nothing else, than for spite. And that's one of the reasons you need to vote, and you need to really think about who you vote for. If you benefit from Obamacare, you cannot let the House keep its majority in both chambers of Congress, the House and the Senate, and you cannot let the Republicans gain the presidential Oval Office seat as commander-in-chief. The income-based subsidies are crucial to the success of the Affordable Care Act. So if they had ruled otherwise, it would have pretty much gutted this this legislation. Uh, It would help to make health insurance more affordable and has, and ultimately it reduces the number of uninsured Americans overall because a lot of people didn't have insurance in the past because they could not afford it. There was not another way, another option. This gives them that, that other way, that other option. And shutting off the subsidy... Uh, to individuals in 34 states that rely on exchanges run by the federal government and don't have exchanges of their own 
Like I said, it would have gutted the law. It would have upended it entirely. Congress would have to amend the Affordable Care Act. It would have had to, you know, do over, if you will, in order to fix the language, those four words, uh, that subsidies would be available only to those who purchase insurance on exchanges established by the state. Four words, established by the state. And that would have been politically treacherous and really it would have been an impossible feat with a Republican Congress. Governors in the 34 states without their own exchanges, most of them are Republicans in those states, as you know, they would have had to establish their own exchanges. That's another tough task, not just the time, the know-how, the money. Roberts, like I said, wrote for the majority. And he said, while the contentious phase was ambiguous, its meaning and context of the law as a whole was clear. Quote, the context and structure of the act compel us to depart from what would otherwise be the most natural reading of the pertinent statutory phrase. And the conservative chief justice was once again an unlikely hero in saving the president's signature legislative achievement. I think we can say that in looking at his rulings, Roberts looks to the law to our Constitution, and not to a checkbook, a political party in power, or his own personal political beliefs. And for that, we must commend him. And, and, and I say that because that's what I believe, left or right, any justice should do. Even if, if this truly was unconstitutional, they should have ruled that way, but it is not. So let me ask you some questions, because this will be the last time I think we're going to ever talk about Obamacare. Unless Republicans get all the control. What is your reaction to this ruling? When I heard it this morning, I was surprised. I was shocked. I didn't believe it. I didn't think it would go this way. Perhaps my pessimism was too high, high there. Uh, what is your reaction to this ruling? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Are you like me? Is it different than what you thought would happen? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now that this has taken place, now with this ruling, Will this be the last challenge to Obamacare? It survived two Supreme Court decisions, and especially when you hear the broad language that Chief Justice Roberts issued in his opinion in favor of that act today. Will this be the last serious challenge to Obamacare, or are the Republicans not going to let this go? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. The latest poll on Obamacare was issued by CBS. And it shows that more people are in favor of Obamacare than against it and more people in favor of it than ever before. Will the Republicans stop trying to repeal it now? Now, the GOP presidential candidates are still talking repeal, replace. Will the Republicans stop trying to repeal and replace this? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And were you surprised by the 6-3 decision? Maybe you thought it would be you know, a decision as it ruled today. But maybe 6-3 blew you away. You thought Kennedy or Roberts would be number five and that you wouldn't have both of them on board. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Some of you have personal experience. We've heard some personal stories in the past hour and in the past on this program. What does this ruling mean for you personally and your family? What does this ruling mean for you? There were those of you listening to me that did not like Obamacare and you do now. And without the subsidies, you couldn't afford, without those federal tax subsidies, you could not afford the plan that you are on, or any insurance perhaps. Call me, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Are you going to maintain your tax credits with this ruling? Yes, right? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And now, with this ruling, 
Will this permanently leave President Obama with a legacy that impacted every American one way or the other? Will this leave President Obama with a legacy with regard to health care for the American people? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. The president said health care is no longer a privilege but a right for all Americans. What will this ruling do to the health care system in our country, not only now but going forward? What will this ruling do to the health care system in our country, and what will it do to our health care system going forward? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. You can follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. Tweet me there. I'll incorporate your tweets, but call me. This is Talk Radio Talking Obamacare. It survived the Supreme Court again. Will that be the end of it? Is this his legacy? How do you feel about it, and what is your reaction to the ruling and to the final number of the majority, 6 to 3. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of For and By You. Let's get to you talking about the Supreme Court ruling in favor of the Affordable Care Act and saying it is constitutional, specifically with regard to the federal tax subsidies. What is your take? Cliff in Virginia joins us on Line 5. Cliff, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'd like to look at this uh, Supreme Court decision from two perspectives, uh, one being a public policy perspective and the other being a political perspective. Uh, from the public policy standpoint, uh, once again, the Supreme Court has basically ratified that the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land, that it looked at how this law has taken um, hold in the, Americans, um, in the American system as it relates to health care and to remove it would cause, I think, you know, catastrophic effects to healthcare markets, um, healthcare for individual Americans. Uh, we had no idea what would have been the spiraling outcome and effect had the uh, law had been repealed by the Supreme Court. And then I think, secondly, from a political standpoint, by the Supreme Court ruling in favor of the ACA, uh, it essentially is the fifth defeat of the Republican Party uh, um, that Barack Obama has given them. I mean, first being his, his election where he campaigned on affordable health care, then passing the health care law, uh, then, you know, the Supreme Court decision uh, in 2012. Then he Hold on, Cliff. Hold on. Now we'll take a break. We'll be right back. We're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's go back. Speaking of back to Cliff, we were talking about the Supreme Court's decision regarding the Affordable Care Act today, specifically the tax subsidies. And with this, will it be Obama's legacy? Uh, One of uh, the number one, the only legacy. What does it mean to you personally? And what was your reaction to the decision? Cliff, thank you for holding. Welcome back in Virginia there on line five. Please continue. Okay. yeah. I was just uh, simply saying that I, I saw it from two different perspectives, the public policy perspective, I mean, as far as keeping the law intact um, and, and the, the significance that has for all of America, and then just the, the political piece so as far as the basically the president able to defeat the Republicans on five separate occasions using health care as the centerpiece for those defeats. And I think it really is going to call into question the Republican Party as far as what they're going to offer the American people uh, for pretty much the past Six, six and a half years we've been hearing about repeal Obamacare, repeal Obamacare, and every time there's been an opportunity for it to be repealed, whether it's through the vote or through a court decision, uh, they have failed. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's time for them as a party to reevaluate their political strategy and recognize that the American people want access to affordable health care, that they support uh, this um, system that the president and his team have put in place. And it's time for them to focus on other issues that's going to move the country forward. Do you think that the Republicans are doing their party, their constituents, Republicans, a disservice by 
harping on what comes down to, um, you know, just anger, perhaps, that the president got to this first? Well, I think, one, I absolutely think they're doing a, just a disservice. And number two, I think when you look at the proportion of Americans in red states versus blue states that are actually using the subsidies, overwhelmingly they're in red states. So not only do you have a political party that's advocating the dismantling of the Affordable Care Act, you have constituents voting for these elected officials, essentially voting against their own interests. So basically, I mean, if you look at it from a life and death standpoint, if you have cancer and you don't have access to health care, well, that's a death sentence. If you, you know, need, uh, you know, a, a specialty, uh, or you need some type of surgical procedure that is very expensive, but you don't have the subsidies to help underwrite those costs, you're really putting yourself in the death sentence. So, you know, this is kind of like self-inflicted wounds on some Americans. I mean, and people really need to start thinking strategically about their own interests as it relates to health care, because if you don't have access to quality health care, I mean, pretty much your, your outcomes personally are a bit limited. So I definitely think uh, people really need to reevaluate what they're doing. And I think the Republicans are doing their constituents a significant disservice. Okay, thank you. Very well said, uh, Cliff. Thank you for your call. Hope to hear from you again as well there in Virginia. Let's head over to New Mexico on line one with Wayne. Wayne, good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I have a little different take than Cliff. I, I kind of wish that it was killed today by the Supreme Court because there's a part of me that feels strongly like it might be beyond repair. Because of Obamacare or Affordable Care, I do have a card in my wallet that says I have insurance. I probably won't lose my house if I get sick. I can afford to buy this policy because of the subsidies. Uh, I have some small subsidies. And I know there's millions like me that are in the same situation, but the negatives that I've found are the following. I do have high monthly premiums. I have high copayment. I have high deductibles with low ceilings. I wait forever to see my primary care doctor. There's a very slow referral process for specialists. There's a ridiculous expensive urgent care system. And the worst thing of all that I've discovered is something called coinsurance, where if you actually use your policy, um, after you use it, in addition to your copayment, you receive bills from your health care provider that they call coinsurance, which are payments that your insurance doesn't cover. So they're kind of like surprise bills. So, you know, to summarize, you know, I'm afraid to use my health care policy. Uh, I just really, uh, like a lot of people out there, I'm kind of uh, hoping that there's single payer around the corner, but I doubt we'll ever get there. But, you know, I just think it's not great. It's like every other omnibus. What, if you don't mind me asking, sorry to interrupt. What did yeah, you have before? Sure. Uh, before I was I was self-employed for eight years, and before uh, affordable health care, there were probably an equal number of companies you could shop for on your own to get uh, uh, health care as a self-employed person. And then the 15 years before that, I taught public school, and I had a very affordable plan through the public school system. But I have to say that if you, you know, one of the benefits is that you can quit your job and still have your policy. But, you know, really there are still poor options out there for people who don't have a health care system that is provided by their employer, and affordable health care is not the solution. Okay, so, you know, for you, 
Uh, it sounds like you'd be worse off without it. You even cited that at the beginning. I understand you said good and bad. You feel that the bad outweighs the good? Well, I think, honestly, I think that even without affordable health care, I would be paying a similar amount for my monthly premiums than I would be shopping with the same plans. You know, that when you shop for a plan... Wait, you, um, you'd be shopping with the, for these plans? No, no, uh, some of them are specifically through the exchanges with the... Uh, Affordable Care Act. So some are there, some are not with the private insurance companies, but the subsidies aren't there. And without the subsidies, you just don't get that discount. Well, before the subsidies and before this, I was paying about the same for a policy on my own. I think that the prices have inched up because a lot of the plans have increased because they want to grab that subsidy and still get uh, a good monthly premium out of their subscribers. Uh, It's kind of complicated, but it's the same four large health care providers in New Mexico that do, you know, all the plans, and that was the way before affordable care. It's the way now. You know, they keep talking about competition being uh, one of the remedies to the situation, but they're doing nothing to encourage a climate of competition. All right. Thank you for the call, and uh, thank you for your opinion. But I'm glad for you that it was not, um, you know, uh, voted and ruled, at, you know, the other way uh, against the president, against this uh, piece of administ- uh, the piece of legislation, Wayne. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Douglas in Indianapolis on line two. Douglas, good afternoon. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Great show you've got. And uh, I just wanted to say my, my view of the ACA is that it's here. We can finally stop beating this dead horse and put this issue behind us and try to, I mean, ACA is a step in the right direction, but I think what we need to do is is move forward towards a system where if these companies that are profit-driven health insurance or health care companies, if they're not holding up to their end of the deal, then we, you know, these companies should not be listed on Wall Street, um, but I, I think that this issue is going to keep going and it's going to keep um it's just a step in the right direction, but what we need to do is we need to keep these politicians on notice that that these that health is not a Wall Street gambling issue. We just should take that whole part of the system away to get rich off of health care. Um, Anything else? I, I just I just think that's you know we need to keep moving in that direction. And uh, what's what's next on the Supreme Court's plate? What is the next issue? Is it going to be the whole LGBT issue? What is the next thing that we have to battle from these polarized uh, political parties? Uh, what's the next thing that we're going to have to do? Um, I do believe the next uh, up will be the decision regarding gay marriage. Um, but then again, we'll see. There's actually four uh, other cases. Likely they'll issue their next ruling on Monday um, has been reported. And it's they don't release the order, but the four in whatever order they come will be uh, marriage equality ruling, uh, and then the other one will be on the EPA's, but uh, basically the executive order that President Obama ruled that the EPA could limit carbon emissions from power plants. That has been challenged, and the Supreme Court will rule on the uh, constitutionality of that as well. That's uh, two of them. The third is regarding lethal injections and the actual sedative that's used in them. Um, if you remember those three cases in Oklahoma where um, they said it constituted cruel and unusual punishment. And then the fourth and uh, final one uh, is the redistricting clause, which uh, in 2000, Arizona, there was a constitutional uh, or a ballot measure, excuse me, where they voted to have an independent um, 
committee uh, do the redistricting in Arizona versus having politicians do it. Uh, and that is being uh, ruled on by the Supreme Court as well. So a lot of big cases still to come, but obviously uh, a big one today in Obamacare. And also another case that wasn't uh, talked about as much was the uh, Federal Housing Authority, uh, the Housing Act of 1968, which basically makes it illegal to discriminate against people uh, based on their uh, race, gender, you know, um, sexual preferences uh, that was uphold, up, upheld in a five to, uh, to four decision which if that was unraveled that would really have hurt uh, people's civil rights and uh, housing rights so really you know Leslie I know you alluded to earlier that the Supreme Court has so much power and you know people criticizing uh, how much power they have you know these are some huge cases that have huge implications absolutely true but I do think on Monday it will be as I said uh, earlier the decision regarding um uh, gay marriage, uh, that seems to be the whisper uh, through the media and uh, D.C. Thank you for the call. We're going to take a break. Uh, thank you there in Indianapolis, Douglas. When we come back, I'm going to share your tweets. Follow me on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. I have some emails to read. I have some tweets to read, but I'll take more of your calls. A couple of lines available. When we finish with a call, you're cue to call through. How does this decision by the Supreme Court impact you, you personally? Let's get back to the calls in Dallas on line five. Devin joins us. Devin, you think this is a great decision. Uh, you told my crew. Can you tell me why? Uh, because I have had diabetes uh, since I was 10 years old. And uh, once I reached the age of 21, I was no longer able to use my mom's insurance. Um, so I was kind of my own at that point. I am now 36 years old, and I haven't had medical insurance for probably at least 10 years. And so um, because of the, the jobs I was working, um, a lot of them were contract. And so you don't have medical insurance with a lot of contract companies. Um, so I had to just go without for a long time. And now I finally have insurance. I finally have coverage. And it's none too soon because I've found out that, you know, I've uh, succumbed to a lot of the, um, the, the issues of diabetes retinopathy being one, kidney kidney disease being another. So it's kind of just in the nick of time um, that I'm now able to get coverage and now able to fight the battle against diabetes without, you know, um, or with, with some assistance. Amazing. You're an example of so many people that are represented out there that individuals who oppose this, especially politicians, don't, I think, envision or don't hear from. And and that's it. It's, I think it's just become way too politicized. I think, you know, there are a lot of people who just don't like the fact that uh, there's a democ- Democratic president, and regardless of what he's trying to do, they're going to have opposition to it. And it's it's really unfair to America. It's, it's really unfair to the to the people that are, you know, in need of uh, some change. Did you obviously had a huge sigh of relief today? I'm sorry, say again? You had a huge sigh of relief today. Yes, definitely. Well, me too, I but not not, not just as a, just as a voter and politically, but not from that. That's why I wanted people like you to call in, um, not just from you know political perspective and people you know having different opinions on this, but people that really that their lives as yours uh, as a diabetic. Um, and, uh, you know, somebody who 
that doesn't help your situation going without health care for a number of years. I mean, people don't realize diabetes can be very serious. You can die from diabetes if it's not managed and treated properly. Devin, exactly. anything? And in the process, you can you can lose a lot of a lot of things like limbs and eyesight yeah. and yes. a lot, you know, more than more so than uh, the the cost um, of trying to you know survive diabetes. It's, it's an extreme cost as well. I agree. Anything else? Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm happy. I was I was very worried actually. Um, you know, there's been so many attempts, um, and I, I assume that at one at some point, you know, somebody was gonna uh, you know break this law, and so like I said, I was very worried. But I'm glad that that things worked out the way they did. Me too. If and honestly, if only just for you. Seriously, yeah. think about it. If one life can be improved or saved medically. Uh, with regard to health care from this legislation, it was the right thing to do, in my opinion. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for being so yeah, candid, Devin. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Isn't that heartwarming? Just just one person's life. This you know, this guy will be able, if he has any complications or if he needs an adjustment. You know, we don't stay the same all the time. You know, somebody might think, well, you see a doctor and they write you a script and you're set. And that's not how it is. I mean, you often have to have medication adjusted. You know, we change as we age. and. The older you get, the more changes come uh, more quickly. Let's go to Kevin in Georgia. Um, Kevin, uh, thank you uh, for joining us and uh, appreciate you joining us. Um, Kevin, uh, talk to us about your situation. You have a personal story as well, correct? I, I do. Um, first of all, I'd, I'm glad nobody lost their coverage or subsidies today. Unfortunately, after it was passed, I did. And, and, and did you I, as a result of this decision or no, just the timing of it? Oh, mine was canceled the December after Affordable Care Act was passed. I haven't had insurance since. And all the reasons... Now, now talk to us. Who did you, I want to understand this because most people... My plan changed. Okay, my, my husband's company plan but my plan changed. But how, how was it canceled? And, you know, normally there were alternatives that had very similar options. Blue Shield, I was given a cancellation letter. Okay, so you just Blue left. Uh, who, who was paying for your health care with Blue Shield when you got that cancellation letter? I was paying for half. My boss was paying for half. Okay, well, the law, how many employees does your boss have? We have two employees. We're a quintessential small business. Okay, so he doesn't need to provide insurance, but he did. So after the law passed, he decided he didn't want to pay for half anymore? Exactly. Okay, so um, because of the law, your employer... Um, uh, took out his frustration with a president and an administration. Well, I'm not, I don't blame it on my employer at all. I mean, that's well, you. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How much was your half, if you don't mind me asking? It was around $90 a month. Okay, you're telling me there's no plan, and I know there is because I'm a the business owner. The plan is bronze plan is $150 a month with a $6,000 deductible. I go to the doctor maybe twice a year. Why would I want to pay $150 a month. Wait, you're talking, are you talking about Blue Shield, or are you talking about all the plans available to you there in your I state? I've looked at every single plan on the Affordable Care Act website. The cheapest one I can get is $154 With a month, the subsidies? With the subsidies? Yes. $554 subsidy. I'm not an idiot calling in here. I've looked through I don't think you're an idiot. I do know that there are people that I work with that have come to me or have complained about this when it passed, and I helped them, or I referred them to somebody who helped them, and not to say they were wrong, but they had not uh, they had not 
picked up every stone, if you will, that had not looked at every option? I've looked at every single option. Why would I put the, the cheapest option? Well, because in California, just with Blue Cross, we have 167 plans just California through Blue Cross. Is completely different than Georgia. You're talking about two completely different states. Well, very true. But you st- you still have, uh, I mean, uh, through the Affordable Care Act, there were hundreds of plan- uh, hundreds of options. There's the not just one. Plan, the cheapest plan is $150 a month with a $6,000 deductible. I go to the doctor maybe twice a year of that. Why would I want to pay for that? Because if you end up in a car accident tomorrow, that could take away everything you own. Uh, insurance no, I, insurance I, I is just what it is. Let me ask you something. Do you have insurance on your car? I do. But oh. That's a completely irrelevant. No, why is it irrelevant? Why is it okay for us to dole out 100 bucks a month? Let me finish. Why is it okay for us to dole out 100 bucks a month or more? driving a car in case we get in an accident and hurt ourselves or someone else, but it's not okay for us to dole out money to take care of our own bodies? You're missing the point. I had insurance, and then it was canceled. I had the insurance. It was canceled. But you're missing – let, let me – can I – wait, 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 wait. wait. Can I explain something to you? The, I, the, I, the I, let me explain I, something to you. You're angry, car, and you're not listening. And I think what it is is you just want to be angry. I don't think you want change to come about for your situation. If you do, then I can help you. Insurance companies cancel plans and always have before Barack Obama was born, certainly before he was elected to uh, Congress and certainly before he was the president and before the Affordable Care Act. And by the way, even after the Affordable Care Act, there'll be plans that are canceled. Insurance companies are companies. They're businesses. And they look at their bottom line. And if they can... If they see a lot of people on one plan versus another, they might drop it, just like airlines cancel flights if the seats aren't full. That's that's a reality. So I'm sorry your plan was canceled. There are plans out there. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead... Grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.